Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mom of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about what is needed for the revolution of our inner world. So I'm sure you all know there's so many articles and headlines about how high anxiety and depression and disconnection and all of the rest that that goes into, that it's at an all-time high, right? And it was well at an all-time high before the current situation that we are in, right? And so as we have evolved as a human race and we live longer, we don't seem to be getting any more healthy. In fact, our I just read a story this just this morning that the United States' uh, survival rate or is going down. Like we, we are dying earlier, right? Not a technical term, totally spaced on what that's called, but you know what I mean. We're dying earlier and we're less healthy, right? There's all the statistics about all of the things, but today mostly, I think, I mean, I think they're all connected, physical and emotional and spiritual, um, but I'm really just talking about the mental state here, the body, right? Um, so when all of these things, this disconnection, this depression, all of the rest of it is at this like all-time high, and we have all of these tools to fix it, <laughs> or in my opinion, to put a band-aid on it, it is time to turn inside, really, and to revolutionize our world from that inside place, from the inside out. It's time to really tap into that personal responsibility and personal power that we all have and to, to revolutionize our entire world, but from the inside of you out, right? And not in like a narcissistic or um, selfish way, but in, in a way where you're really, really showing up to your inner space. So... It's time to really turn into our actual values. It's time to get curious. It's time to get curious and create space for what actually matters. Not the things that we think matters because oftentimes when we're out of alignment and I would say many people that are in, that experience anxiety, depression, disconnection, loneliness, all of those sorts of things, I would say that they are out of alignment for what does actually matter. Maybe their life is incongruent, and I have been there. I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I definitely have been in this place before, um, and so I take the personal responsibility for that, right? Waking up, I feel like it was a waking up to what actually mattered versus what I thought should matter. Those are very different things. And really tapping into and getting really clear what, what our actual values are. Because if we put the values uh, and we show up to what values that the culture often puts on us, 
it's that value and that culture of go, 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 right? I mean, I just recently even got some texts from people that are juggling this and that and kids going here and kids going there and they have to do this and they have to do that. And, and maybe that works for them. Maybe that actually helps them feel really, really aligned. For me, that doesn't. That go, go, go energy of, and yes, I love that my kids would go and do this sport and that sport and all of the other things, but we don't do that in our family because what that does is really fragments our time and energy in a way that doesn't serve me as a mom and also doesn't serve the whole of us. So we find ways of being and ways of doing things that don't feel like busy, go, 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 I have to go here to there to there and da, 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 right? And that is what most of us do in our culture that we go, 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 we go from work, we go to this thing, then we go to that thing, then we get pick up our kids, and then they go to this thing, and all of the things that they really, really love, right? And I'm not saying that they don't even love it. But when we go, go, go all the time, there is no space to sit and be, right? And we value the go, go, going, right? We value that, like, all of the things that we accomplish, and all of the teams that we're on, and all of the, all of the things that we materially require, all of that is a very big value culturally. And if you really, really think about the values of being, just simply being in life, those are often given the words lazy or unmotivated or unproductive or all of these sorts of words rather than really just taking this time to be with yourself and to be and do nothing right? Wow. People say that that's a luxury. I've heard that so many times. It's such a luxury. You're so privileged to be able to do nothing. And I, I call bullshit on that, right? We don't have to earn a slowdown. I often hear that. We don't have to earn self-care and self-care doesn't have to be spending money and going somewhere. We don't have to earn a vacation. We don't have to earn a rest. It's simply enough to value it to have that as part of a major value. Because I can tell you this, and I'll go into this a lot deeper in this podcast when I talk about nervous system stuff, but if you don't value your nervous system, then you do end up a lot of the times with anxiety, depression, disconnection, all of those sorts of things. It's just what physiologically happens, right? And then spiritually, you're completely out of alignment, misaligned, right? Because what happens when we go, go, go all the time and we are living life out of balance and for all of us that balance looks different and for different stages of my life that balance has looked different. In fact, different stages of the month that balance looks different and I'll talk a little bit about that as well. But what happens, what I see, is that women break down. I'm speaking to women because that's mostly who I work with. I know that men also break down, but women break down. They break down physically like their horm- they blame it on the hormones. The hormones are out of control, out of whack. They have this problem, that problem, thyroid issues. That's a big one. They break down emotionally, right? The anxiety, depression, disconnection. And they break down mentally and spiritually often, right? They feel so low. They feel like they don't want to live anymore. In fact, I have felt like that when I was suffering from adrenal fatigue, major hormonal stuff, I definitely had thoughts of not living very often, right? Very often. And so to me, those all come together and it wasn't caused by my hormones, right? There was no hormone, this is my viewpoint, there was no hormonal 
thing to fix. It was more of a lifestyle that was impacting the hormones. Sure, I could have put a Band-Aid on it. And sure, for some women, they actually need that extra support in some way, shape, or other, right? To get them out of wherever they're at, to get them to at least a little bit of a foundation enough to make some changes, to align with the values, to recognize where they're at. Because we overcommit as women, we overserve and we undernourish. We do not nourish ourselves in general. Or when we do nourish ourselves, it is not, it, it is still, it's still in this vein of doing. I read this book. This book told me this and I'm going to do that. I, you know, it's still in this vein of doing rather than simply showing up, like sitting down on your couch, on your bed, wherever you need, and just showing up to what's there. Just slowing down. Slowing down and showing up. Like, how many times have you done that? How many times have you actually breathed? Like, realized that you were breathing rather than letting your breath breathe you. Right? Because we simply can't seem to say no. We don't like to be selfish. We love to control. A lot of us love to people please. We like to be perfect. All of these things come from a place that we don't actually trust ourselves and we don't trust our rhythm because, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know by now that we were very much, for history, for a long, long time now, told that we weren't allowed to trust our bodies, right? We weren't allowed to trust our bodies because if we trusted our bodies... That made us really powerful and people didn't want us to be powerful. If we trusted that we wanted to slow down during a certain part of our menstrual cycle, for instance, that that made us less productive and that is not what the culture values. The culture very much values the more masculine idea of the go, go, go. Not that that's a bad thing. Well, the imbalance is a quote unquote bad thing. What is doesn't work for us is the out of balance the thing that we have to control it we have to control we control nature for god's sakes we shoot the clouds with stuff to make it rain or snow right if you look at bill gates he wants to shoot stuff up into block the sun for climate control rather than looking at why looking not even at us as individuals but looking at corporations that are that are major polluters right and that's a total side note, but it, it gets at that really big idea of control. Like we literally are con trying to control nature rather than looking at what is out of alignment and how we can live with ourselves, live with our rhythms and trust that all of the things on your to-do list will get done, even if you live, you live in your rhythm. In fact, it will probably get done better faster, but in a very different way than you've ever experienced it before. And so it's about going into that place of really being with yourself and finding out what your actual rhythm even is and how you constantly, probably way more than you realize, override your rhythm, right? In fact, somebody recently, if you don't know Tilly Storm, who is the multi-orgasmic mama, she posted something on Instagram the other day that was genius. Um, it was, she said, being over self, 
being overly self-reliant is a hyper trauma response to neglect. Hyper trauma response to neglect. Right? And so I encourage you just to sit with that. Like being overly self-reliant, being overly in my in my opinion, I would even bring that forward or add that as a layer of the conversation of the nervous system, right? That is one layer that many, many people identify with this overly self-reliant, right? So it's time to stop controlling, stop people pleasing and stop saying yes all the time. And more than that, it's some, for some of us, it might even be time when we do this realignment, it might even be time to say no to things that we really enjoy and to then say yes to other places that we may have not been and touched before, this idea of being. Because if you're really fiercely honest with yourself and you get to vision what your life is and then you want to move towards that vision so you accept where your life is, right? Like have some gratitude with where your life is and then vision and start to move forward towards that vision, sometimes it takes really curious and creative way to get to that vision, right? We don't get to be the planners all the time. We don't get to say, well, these are the 10 steps that are going to get me there. For some things like algebra, that's what's going to happen. But for life, we might have some clues, but when we try to control all the time, life doesn't generally work that way, especially right now. If this anything has taught us the last 18 months is that life changes constantly. We just didn't realize it before. And it's kind of shaken us up a little bit to realize that that is the way and that's okay. It's okay for that to happen, right? It requires us to really return home to what actually is and to get reacquainted with who we actually are, what our needs actually are, what our values are actually are and how we do or don't live in alignment with, with them. We really need to get into that rewilding, right? And returning to our cyclical nature. So what does that mean? To me, they kind of go hand in hand. Rewilding is to get closer to the natural world, to learn from the natural world, and really to get closer to our natural selves, right? To let go of that <coughs> good girl that's not getting us anywhere as a human race, right? It's not getting any of us personally anywhere because if you really, if you really think about it, if you're really valuing your health, right? Say that your health is a really big value. And then you live a life that is so fast paced that you barely have time to eat, which is many people, definitely was me at one point in my life. You barely have time to eat. You don't even notice you're eating. You, you barely breathe. You are just moving from one place to another until you fall down in bed and then get up and go again. That's not, that's not valuing your health. That's not living in alignment with your health, if that's really a value of yours, right? If mental health is a really big value of yours, what are you doing for that, right? It doesn't even have to be something, I actually, maybe reframe that, it doesn't even have to be something you're doing for it. Like, how are you being with yourself to promote your health, your mental health? to help yourself feel more connected to yourself, right? Oh, I have some ideas and I'll talk about them in a minute. Um, 
but this rewilding is really just stop stop being that girl stop being that good girl start getting uncomfortable and showing up to all of it right it's time to start showing up to all of you not just the parts of you that you like or the parts that feel comfortable right but showing up to all of it it's time to step into that flow of life and trying to stop control all the things to let it actually be wild and to be flow and when life is in flow and you're actually in the flow of life it's friggin scary it's uncomfortable um, especially if that's not a thing that you've done before that's not practiced before there's a lot of trust and faith in divine timing um, in the divine feminine right there's a lot of trust in that and stepping into that and letting go of controlling all of the things, of letting go of controlling your emotions all the time, of actually stepping into that rage when you feel it, right? Maybe you have, maybe at the beginning you don't have boundaries around it and it comes out at others, right? But probably there is some boundaries, probably there's a place that you, you feel and express that rage in whatever way that looks like for you. I say rage because that's a very common thing that I hear from women, right? But it's time to live in deeper alignment with who you are, not who you think you should be. And for many, many of us, we don't know who that is. We know who we are and we know that it doesn't really work, but we don't know who we think, who we, we know who we are by other people, right? Not who we actually are. So who we are often is who we think others want us to be. This is, this is your life to live. And you don't need to permission to evolve and to change and to show up for the revolution of your inner world. In fact, you're serving humanity. The more you live in your inner space, in your alignment, in my opinion of, or my belief of what you're here on this earth to do, living deeper in alignment with your higher self, right? Letting your higher self be your guide. It is, for me, some people will call it intuition. I call it higher self. It is a voice that I hear quite loudly that's very gentle and is a guide. It definitely guides me through light. It guides me sometimes to stop. I'll hear it say, stop, slow down, sit down, or... I just actually did a meditation and, and I went to get up and it said, no, you're not done yet. You have to keep showing up. And I found myself, interestingly enough, I found that my breath was still quite like jittery, very fast. There was some thoughts coming through that were quite uncomfortable and unpleasant. And so it was actually being with the energy of that to move it through my body. Right? And so it's about trusting that inner wisdom too. It's about showing up for yourself to get in that revolutionary place, to get reacquainted with who you are or to allow yourself to begin to unravel. That's often, I mean, I wouldn't say it's often. In my experience, it's where we all start when we're in this place. At some point we get to the unraveling <coughs> before we ravel. And it's kind of like going into that cocoon mode, right? In the cocoon, all sorts of rebirthing is taking place. The revolution of that inner world. And it requires a good deal of inner energy, a good deal of time, and showing up. But that is how you revolutionize your inner world. And when you revolutionize your inner world, then the outer world actually shifts. It doesn't happen in the other way. It's not like we get to take this pillar, do this thing, and 
and everything will be better or take this class or read this book and maybe some of those things help right they've helped me along the way but to me and i talked about this in i think my last podcast stop doing the work and just show up like stop looking at what everybody else is doing and maybe use a guide right i mean people hire me as a guide a midwife for this rebirthing but it's about just showing up to what actually is and the great thing and the thing how i midwife people is i don't do it for you i don't deliver your baby you deliver yourself into the world right it's about walking with you showing you some signposts holding your hand when it gets really tough saying congrats when we're seeing big things beginning to shift and aha moments are coming right but it's it's about being brave and saying yes and getting friggin uncomfortable and like using your voice and tapping into your voice and using your power so for those of you it's probably good to point out that like that haven't listened to this podcast before i am also showing up to this path like i am a fellow traveler on the path right i make big and bold decisions I mean, we've, you know, I've shared them before. Once I moved my family all the way across the world with like literally a suitcase each, we sold everything, including our house and all of our savings, right? But it was a big, bold decision that helped in the cocoon process. And not that you have to do that, that, you know, that's a pretty big thing to do. But sometimes we have to make those decisions that make no sense and that we get scared and we're afraid, but we know with every ounce of our being that that is how we evolve right and so i'm telling you this to say that this isn't some like gimmicky coaching bullshit that you often see nowadays i'm saying that i'm actually on this path and i know that it's really beautiful and i know that when you when you show up to it sometimes it's friggin amazing and like you've never felt such joy then you've tapped and opened up in a way that you've never been before and sometimes it's brutal like you've never felt before <laughs> right but what happens is that when you actually show up to all of it and you allow it to be part of who you are it becomes a wholeness that you live in life because that's what life is right it is the storm and the beautiful rainbow after the storm it is both and you can't have one without the other you know shit no roses right without the compost you don't get the beautiful roses and we don't really do that so well as a culture. We don't do the shit part. We don't do, I mean, we don't, we don't do the storms very well. We don't know how. We've lost our resiliency in a lot of ways. Not all of us, but many of us. And a lot of us, we've been told to, to mask these things, that they're not normal. That, that, or we've taught to normalize them, I should say. Normalize depression, normalize this, normalize that. And I'm saying, yeah, it is a normal part of life because we go through the things that are really hard and get us into deep, dark places. And what we haven't done is found those guides to help us through that we used to always have to help us through those places to connect with others rather than think like, oh, something's wrong with my brain. I need to take this pill, right? which for some people, maybe that is part of the path. I'm not judging you and you're away if you're out there and you're on medication, like many, many people are. I'm just saying that 
there's another way and I think we're not using it. And I don't think that those pills are making many, many people better. I know many people in my life that have been on them and they haven't found it gotten better. Maybe at first. But in the end, it, do, it, it doesn't tap them into that rebirth, right? It just numbs what possibly was there. It numbs the response system of your body, right? Even like if you think about birth control pills and what they do, right? And I was on birth control pills for like 10 years of my life, so. But what they do is they actually numb, they don't, they don't, you don't cycle, right? And if you're taking them, as I took them, for menstrual cycle irregularities and issues, you're not fixing the problem. Maybe the problem goes away, but it's still very much there. And the balance that <coughs> your body was trying to create through, through causing the pain is now, that natural response system is now deadened, right? And so the problem is still there. You're just putting a band-aid on it, right? And I guess I'm saying if you want to really revolutionize your inner world, if we really want to change our inner space and live this like life that you actually want to be in, then you have to stop taking the band-aids and you have to actually show up, right? Show up to the whole of life, the lights and the darks, and find the, the way through. Find the way to be with the contractions rather than letting the contractions of life take you over, take you down, and you think, how much longer? I can't do it anymore. Give me that epidural, right? So what is needed for the revolution of our inner world? Well, we need to start talking about our true, your true actual experience of your life. Not how you want people to see your life, how you want to show your life in the best light, but your actual whole experience of life. Right? We might lo you might love your job. You might love lots of your life, but how does it actually leave you feeling? Do you work a job that's like 70, 80 hours a week and you're traveling all the time? You really love it, but like how does it impact your actual life? Like how does it impact your family and your feeling of time with your family? And what is more important? Maybe your job is more important. That's totally fine. Then let yourself off the hook about the mom thing, right? That's totally fine. And start really loving and living and being in your job more and letting the family thing be cared for by a support system, right? And, and let yourself off the hook. Let that guilt fall away. If you don't love it, then probably you need to shift your job. Like, what are your values? What is that kind of a job? And that's a pretty severe example, but what kind of that job does that do to your body? right? What does that do to your longevity? Maybe it doesn't matter because you love it so much and you give it all your all and you just like, it is just like, ah, oh, everything to you. That's awesome. Keep doing that. But if not, if it wears and tears on your body and you can't, you can't, that's not your value. Your value is your health and wellness. Then I'm not saying go to quit your job right away. I'm just saying, then make that realization. 
start talking about the true and actual experience of your life and start visioning what it could look like, right? And for some people, it's like either or. And I'm asking you to find a third way, right? There is third ways. You don't have to figure it all out. You just have to step into the vision of it. And in my experience, life begins to rearrange when you really hold that vision true. Life begins to rearrange for you. You need to have honest communication with yourselves, right? Oftentimes in midlife, it, it is like right before midlife, it is the peak of women's happiness and then it all goes down. And I don't know if that's because we start fearing death or because we aren't satisfied with life. Like this is it. This is what we get. This is it, huh? It's all downhill from here and this is what came of it. Or maybe it's because we aren't actually living life, right? And we're realizing like, oh my God, I've wanted to do all these things and here I am and I'm just doing the same thing every day. And either you accept it, like you just dive into the love of what you got or you start shifting things a bit, right? In order to revolution our inner world, you need to get really honest with yourself and you also need to get embodied. Embodiment means getting in your body, right? It means showing up and connecting deeper with your soul self. It means connecting to the life that you truly want to live in. It means allowing yourself to slow down and make time to be with whatever arises and to express that rather than stuff it and move on. So to me, embodiment looks one way. Embodiment looks like, you know, I've talked about it many times. Meditation, obviously, because that is, I mean, I don't even know if I call what I do meditation. I show up to my body. I show up to my breath, my breath as it is. My breath tells me a whole lot about what's going on inside of me. I breathe. I do breath work on the mat. The breath work sometimes will bring up emotions. I express the emotion. Sometimes there is a memory or a something that goes along with the emotions that I just watch as a witness who's curious, like I'm going on a journey, right? Sometimes it will allow me to moan. Sometimes it wants me to move. All of these sorts of things. My body has a wisdom and I've spent so many years tapping into that wisdom and actually not only tapping in but listening to it. So the voice is so loud now. It's very loud. It's not bossy. That would be ego. It's just very loving and like, no, you need to do this. And I'm like, okay. Or my body just takes over itself. It shakes. It moans. All of these sorts of things. That's about getting embodied. You also need to downgrade that nervous system. Part of that is getting embodied. There's lots of different ways to downgrade your nervous system though, right? You just slow down every day and create that daily space to just be. To just be. Be in the moment and then steps and spaces all through the day to reboot. Right? Being calm about things allows your mind to find a solution, if there is one, or to step into the space where solutions are possible. Calmness is a state of trust, and instead of overacting, you surrender for that moment and you allow yourself to receive guidance. When we are all in a tizzy, which is where the most of us live because we're constantly bombarding ourselves with podcasts or books or this or that, 
this craze, that craze, this thing people are trying, that thing people are trying. It's all great. I'm not dogging on any of it. In fact, I am part of it, right? We're listening to a podcast right now. I'm just saying, guard your space well. Let certain people into your space. Hopefully that's me. <laughs> if not, that's fine. Right? But really, really slow down and show up to that. And that might be super uncomfortable at first. We also need to get really more connected with the natural rhythms rather than controlling them. We have to really realize all the things that we control that we don't even realize and how much energy it takes to control things. So really showing up to, to that control. How do you control your life? How do you control... And what does it look like when you let go of control? What does rhythm look like in your life? If you didn't feel like... Because some people, women will tell me, well, if I didn't control things, all the balls would fall. But what if all the balls fall? Then what? Like, literally, what, what happens then? Were the balls maybe not meant to stay up? What happens if they all... What happens... I have a, a blog post that I wrote a long time ago. What happens when everything falls apart? Like maybe we have to let things fall apart so that we can begin to create something new. Stop trying to hold things together that aren't meant to be held together anymore. Because this, this evolution, this revolution of our inner world and therefore our outer world, it's not always nice and tidy. It's often breakdown, breakthrough. It's that cocoon and rebirth. It's not always easy. And it's also full of ease at the same time. It can be so worth it though. So, so worth it to actually live in a life that feels in alignment. To just like follow the flow of the river and see how it dumps you into an eddy, right? That's the slow part of the river. And you might be like, no, no, I want to go fast right now. I want to go fast. Like, I want, I want the ego. I want, I want. But you you find yourself in a place that's not fast. In this moment, you're in the eddy. You're in a slow part. What happens if you show up to that slow part? What magic actually could occur in that part of the river if you show up? And you don't try to push to go somewhere else. Finally, in order to revolution that inner world, we need to claim our power and really take personal responsibility for our life. Right? We have so much more power than we realize, and it's time to start showing up and, and claiming that. And we have a lot more personal responsibility. We have a lot of personal responsibility, meaning a lot of what we do in life is, is self-created, and we blame it in other places. And we have a lot more power than we realize to actually shift things. There's a whole lot of yes buts, and I've been there too. I still am there. Like, I'll still, you know, my husband and I'll be talking about some vision for our future, and I'll say, yeah, but this, and but that, and but this. And then I'm like, oh, I'm doing that thing that we, we do, a thing we women do. Yes, but I can't do this. Yes, but this is in the way. Yes, but that is, yes, but this person is in the way. Yes, but I can't because of this reason. Right? So... Don't see those things in that way. Just see the vision of where you're going and then the trust that you're going to get there. And taking the personal responsibility to take those steps and just show up along the way to make those big, bold 
decisions sometimes. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're little teeny steps. Actually, in some ways, the, those are the harder ones. The little teeny daily steps where it feels like it's monotony and going so slow. Right? Showing up and doing the breathing. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happening. She was going to said it was going to, something was going to happen. <laughs> right? It's actually being there, showing up daily, doing your personal responsibility. If you're going to complain about something, then work to change it. That's what I always have always said. Like, if you're going to complain about something, then what can you do to change that or to accept where you're at? Both of those things aren't always easy, but they are, it is within your power. Right? I think I'm going to end there because I was trying to keep this one under 30 minutes. Um, I think I just want to say for things to be, to change and for life to feel more full and for it to really be that revolution, you don't have to push, right? You just need to evolve and to be in your life and to show up. And it's really important to strip down those layers and awaken to what's actually there inside of you. It's a huge part of that is evolving, rewilding, reconnecting to that higher self. So if you're interested in any of the stuff I've said here today, you can find me over at Julie Hughes or soulmidwifejulie.com. Sorry. And I offer all sorts of things, including a pay what you can cyclical living course, which is pretty awesome. That talks a lot more about this kind of idea of rewilding and living more and exploring the possibility of what living more in your own rhythm might look like for you. The specific tools and ways of doing that. I also do a gift economy model of a amazing, uh, just a few people a month. So I think I'm working out at least till October or November, November maybe is the next open spot for my 40 day soulful journey. And then I do soul midwife sessions with people that are highly, highly transformational um, and awesome. So head over to soulmidwifejulie.com and I will see you all next week.